Hi, welcome to the Moonshine Moonshot podcast. We're here to try and move humanity forward and we're going to be talking about making an impact. And today's episode is all about reach. How do you reach an audience? I'm your host, Sue Collins, and this is Mike Hill. Yeah, we're from Moonshine Agency, Moonshine, Moonshine, Mike, Sue. We're here to talk about moonshots and making the impossible happen because we feel like video is one of the best ways to make a difference in the world. And today we want to talk about reaching your audience because I think one of the number one mistakes that we see people make is they make great content, but they don't have a release strategy. So today we're going to talk all about release strategy. Fantastic. So reaching an audience is a huge part of what we do. And it's, um, it's something that we've experimented with all kinds of different things over the past years. We've been doing with Moonshine for about 10 years now. And um, we've done everything from hosted screenings to uh, online through your Facebooks and Instagrams and all your social platforms through to email newsletters and um, any and everything in between, print magazines, um, media, I, I can't even think of anything else. We've literally tried everything to reach people. Yeah, and it's a tragedy when you make a piece of great content, particularly a piece of great video content, and it fails to reach an audience. There is nothing sadder to me in this world than a video that reaches no one. So we're going to talk about how that is never going to happen to you and your productions, and it doesn't need to. I mean, this has got to be the greatest time in the history of man and womankind to release video product because we're all watching it all the time. There are so many opportunities and that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the first step, which we actually have talked about in another podcast, is audience. You've got to know who your audience is because you can't reach people if you're not talking to the right people. People will only tune into information that they actually are interested in hearing. So once you know who your audience is, so we're going to assume that at this point you've figured out who you want to talk to and why you want to talk to them and so we're going to really hone in on how you find them to then give them what you need to give them yeah and if you want that breakdown on audience you know you should catch up with that podcast on strategic communication planning because it really drills down on a lot of how you break that down and actually define who your audience is but today we're going to be using a case study uh, from queen victoria market so for those of you who haven't been to melbourne or australia Queen Victoria Market is an iconic market. It, I would say the most iconic market in the country. It attracts millions of people uh, from the city of Melbourne, but also from abroad every year. It is an absolute icon, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, having grown up in Melbourne, obviously, I'm very familiar with the market and I'd spent actually a lot of time there in my younger years and when I went to uni and was going through the city. But um, to reconnect with the market through doing this project, it was a really interesting experience for me because um, what they're doing in there and um, how they understand their customers and what they're trying to do to reach their customers is really interesting and they're coming at it more from a marketing perspective um, and they engaged us to help make videos to speak to their audience so um, it was a yeah it was a really fun project and um, I certainly know a lot more about Vic Market now than I ever thought that I would. And full disclosure I mean we were working with Meg and a great marketing team shout out to you Meg we were having a great time working with a team that had established good presence online already through their website mm -hmm. and through some of their social media platforms that we we're working on. 
audience building, uh, platform building is part of what video does, of course. Um, but maybe we'll do another podcast specifically on how to develop platforms. But yep. this podcast is not about that. It's about how do you make sure that the videos that you produce get to the audience you need to reach. So let's talk a bit about the audience that the market was trying to reach this year. Mm, absolutely. So um, obviously they get a lot of tourists. It's a very big tourist destination, but also a really big part of their market is the locals. You know, they want locals coming into the market. There's such a huge population growth in the city of Melbourne now that it is, you know, people coming home from work, buy, going buying lunch on their way to work. You know, it is just such an accessible place for anyone who spends time in the city. So they were really conscious of um, a lot of building development going on in and around the markets and letting people know that they're still open for business and how what was the, what was the way they were going to tell people they were open for business and help people get excited about coming into the market and, and you know... Um, being part of that whole vibe and everything that goes on there. Yeah, that's it. And they didn't want to overlook their market of tourists, particularly tourists coming from China, which uh, makes up a really big component of visitors to the market. But for those of you who've never been in this place that we're talking about, for background, it is huge. It's not just a food market. It has everything. Like it is one of the greatest markets you can imagine in terms of being able to, uh, you know, to buy anything there. That also is a bit of a challenge, right? Because you've got people that are interested in some things and not others. So we really had to manage that. And when the marketing team came to us, they really wanted to be quite agnostic about showing different parts of the market. So let's give a bit of an overview on what we produced. We produced a series of films called Hidden Stories of the Queen Victoria Market. Why Hidden Stories? Well, this was, a, this was really interesting on their behalf that they tapped into this because um it's even if you're a local to melbourne it, it's that the store the market's such a historical place it's been there for such a long time and there are families who work in the market who've had stalls for generation on generation and you know they've know the other stallholders their families have known each other for years there's been marriages there's been all kinds of you know relationships have developed over the years and um, just the traders themselves and the relationships that they have with customers that have gone on for generation after generation so there's all these beautiful kind of connections going on around in the market that um, I, I just don't think most people would even realize if you were just you know wishing through to grab some tomatoes or whatever you're doing. Yeah, and it was really important that we reminded the audience of locals about what they love about the market. Uh, and we also wanted to connect with those visitors that were coming to town as well. So the story we're going to tell is about reach. Uh, in terms of how many people did these videos reach, we made 10 of these hidden stories in different versions, in different languages. We also made a promo video that hasn't released at the time of recording this uh, and a video about their ultimate foodie tour, which I think are included in these numbers. So let's call it a series of roughly 11 videos with versions. I don't think they've all been released at this point. Uh, and so far, 30 weeks into the campaign, we have reached, drum roll please, <laughs> 600,000 people. So 600,000 people who were not thinking about the Victor Queen Victoria market 
have been touched by these videos. So 600,000 over 30 weeks. We're going to break it down for you. We're going to describe how we you know, produce content that the marketing team were then able to put out there to the world across various platforms to reach that many people and make a real impact on attracting people to keep engaging with this amazing Melbourne icon. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm just trying to work through what you were just saying there. There's a lot to unpack there. So um, when we're thinking about, you know, I, I guess I just want to clarify when for a lot of people may not understand what we're meaning by versions when you're talking about um, films. So a version can be you make a two-minute film and then you might make a one-minute cut down of that film and that one might be for Instagram, one might be for Facebook, um, one might be subtitled in Chinese language, one might be put... Um, you know, it, it's and one might be cut to 15 seconds for an ad or something. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about versions and all of those versions go out and then that was the, of all of those versions, the reach was, what did you put it? 600,000. 600,000 so far at last count, 30 weeks into the campaign. So let's start off with, yeah, we'll go into those versions, but we'll start off with why a series? Why would you make a series and not just a single video? Well, the reason is that, we're consuming so much of this stuff online, video, uh, and we have, uh, you know, a strong appetite to consume this thing. And we are trying to touch different parts of the target demographic there. So the strategy that we cooked up with the marketing team at Queen Victoria Market was to do just that, to tell different hidden stories from different places around the market. And they were themed in different ways. Yeah, that's right. So it really tied in with their um, marketing that's going on and with all the different themes of life's more authentic and all these really nice kind of um, phrases to explain what the experience of being in the market is like. And then the videos represented all those different areas. And, you know, one of the beauty of doing the series is that they can um, let them out, as you say, release them, you know, over a period of time. People can um, consume them. They can go and watch all of them at once or they can watch them as they come out. Um, and the advantage to that is that if you made all of those 10 stories in one video, it could have been 20 to 30 minutes long. And that's a lot for someone to sit down and watch. But if you just give them two minutes and you tell a great story in two minutes, they can learn a lot about whatever that was. And then next time they come back and they'll spend two minutes and they'll learn all about the amazing Cooks for Books bookstore instead of, um, yeah. you know, the dairy hall or whatever it is that's going on. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Tim at Cooks for Books. I mean, uh, so Books for Cooks, I always get that the wrong way around. So let's talk about the types of themes that the market were picking up on so that they could tap into different parts of their target audience. So there were things like community, family, multicultural, sustainability. So as you can see, we were inspired by this brief that it should be a bit like Humans New York, you know, this really authentic storytelling around uh, true stories from the market. And then we picked up on different themes like community and sustainability, which would hit different parts of their target market. And as you say, we produced uh, videos around two minutes long, yeah. and that was the long version. And that was actually the destination video that we used and uh, housed on the Queen Vic Market website. Uh, and then we created shorter versions that funneled people 
into that long version. So how did we do that? We created shorter versions that were suitable for Facebook and Instagram in particular, because these were two super important platforms for the market. So what are your thoughts on making videos for those platforms? Oh, well, I think I think it's, um, they're two, obviously two of the most popular social media platforms. Um, but again, it comes back to knowing where your audience is. The Queen Vic market knew that they already had a really good um, base on Facebook and on Instagram. So it was a natural fit for making videos that would suit those platforms. But, um, you know, it could be LinkedIn, it could be Pinterest, it could be, you know, there's so many different variations and options. Twitter, you can tailor content for all these different platforms. Again, it really comes back to who's your audience and where are they. Um, I think they might have even used um, for the Chinese audience, didn't they use um, one of the phone apps? Yeah, WeChat. Yeah. Yeah, so because the Chinese market should not be overlooked uh, in the market analysis here, uh, we created videos with burnt in Chinese subtitles, meaning the subtitles in Chinese uh, are always on screen at the bottom and those were then uploaded to WeChat. So I wasn't able to get the WeChat stats in the 600,000, so that may have pushed it up well above that. Um, I think it's important, you know, to talk about those numbers and uh, compare them to other videos that the market had already released. So these, this particular series really outperformed uh, some of the other videos that have been put up by the market in the past. And I think part of the reason for that was that it really tapped into that community spirit. They were very shareable. They were tapping into some of those values, those universal values that people who shopped at the market um, love about the place. So they were more inclined to share it and talk about it. And the levels of interaction were great. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that you're making is that... Um that that reach component really does come back through when um, you're looking at a platform like Facebook and sharing is a huge part of how that platform works. People sharing that content with their friends and that grows the reach. So um, if you're doing short web-based videos, being able to share them is having having content that people want to share is really important um instagram gets a lot of interaction you know likes um and comments and but it's not shareable in quite the same way so the reach comes from people seeing it in their news feed and then it getting promoted in the news feed and then finding it that way whereas facebook you can find things because someone shares it with you or they tag you or so you know there's slight variations in the way they do these platforms do reach different audiences and that's probably a whole different podcast altogether about the way these different platforms work but again it's it's understanding that you need to create shareable content if you're trying to get a really broad reach. That's right. And the analytics really showed that as well. So Facebook was the biggest in terms of view count. Uh, I think there was no or minimal sort of advertising spend around this content, um, which is great, you know, when you don't have to do too much advertising, that's the best. And I think those Facebook al algorithms really support engagement, comments, shares, likes, etc. So uh, it was getting all of that type of stuff. The engagement levels were high, which meant that Facebook was able to serve it out to more people across their network, hence more views. I think the next best performer was Instagram after that uh, for the reasons that you identified. Um, WeChat we don't know and then YouTube was next uh, which was the sort of destination video on the website but of course 
you know, what a great impression. People have come to your website. They're consuming these amazing stories there and they can find out everything they need to know about yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. And and reach with YouTube's really a, quite a different thing as well because with YouTube you can actually optimise it for your search terms and um, people can, you know, type into Google, um, you know, Queen Victoria Market and up will come videos or um, written content and then they click on it so if you're doing all that sort of back-end optimization YouTube's going to serve you really really well and it's it gets a more organic reach in that way because people can discover it through through search be it Google or wherever else you're using yeah let's veer off down that path for a minute for people that don't know that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world after Google Uh, of course YouTube is also owned by Google which means that when you put a video on YouTube and you put that metadata around it all that information that allows Google to find it then Google will serve it up preferentially in search so it's more likely to be seen on search in this case around Queen Victoria market so I think that's what I love about YouTube you know it's the long game if you've got great content you publish it to YouTube you're not going to see those huge numbers that you get off Facebook and Insta because they work in a different way especially not in the initial unless you've already got a really big subscriber based to begin with yeah that's right you know you don't need to boost them like you sometimes do on facebook as well you know to get the reach that you're going for um but you get this great long tail with youtube because of that searchability so you find that's like the tortoise in the hair you know facebook just kills it out of the gate um but you know it's it's not as vital for as long whereas youtube can just go and go and go and build for years if you want to keep that content online Uh, and often you know if we check in on these videos in a year you know I wouldn't be surprised to find that YouTube is now the top performer after yeah, a period of yeah time. and it also develops that long tail because obviously the YouTube links unless you're using Vimeo of course as well but if you're using YouTube you're going to use that video to embed in your website and so when people come to your website and they click on the video it increases your YouTube um uh, views so youtube just functions in a pretty different way and it finds your audience or your audience find it in quite a different way yeah they're all good guys and you know as you said there are many other platforms that are great and should be explored depending on your market and where your market is Uh, so in the case of this story the market was on you know wechat instagram facebook and youtube so that's uh, what we published to Um, and you know i'm so proud of this series i just think it's really heartfelt i want to talk a little bit about duration you know often people say what's the perfect duration for videos so maybe we should break that down a little bit so there's a lot of great stats uh, out there you know you can go to YouTube and you know um, to find out some information about this Uh, I don't think there's like a magic answer to this one what's the right duration but for this particular series what we ended up landing on was the longest films we made were somewhere between 90 seconds or a minute and a half and two and a half minutes long so that was where the long one sat and we saw really good engagement around those and you can actually you know track this and see if people have watched right through to the end of the videos and that's a good duration to get people to watch the whole video and get to the all important call to action at the end yeah that's right and so you are a bit limited on instagram obviously videos need to be under a minute but then there's instagram stories which is a whole different thing again um and i think with 
you know, Facebook, they do prefer shorter form content, um, although that is changing somewhat. Um, and YouTube, you can obviously make much longer form content as well. So it really comes back to knowing your audience and how much would your audience want to consume and what's the type of content and can you tell the story? So I think all of these factors are really important and I, I don't personally get too hung up on duration because I think it's about the content. If you've got really good content, people are going to watch it. And if they watch it for a minute or if they watch it for two and a half minutes, it's all just going to come back to how engaging is that content. And if you've got something brilliant, they're going to stick around and watch it if it's 10 minutes. So I, I think it's about, again, it's just understanding the platform, understanding who the audience is and understanding whether your story is engaging enough to carry a particular duration. Yeah, I think it was a good choice. I think it was a good duration for this type of storytelling. It was enough to get that emotional response and want to share it with your community. And that's what it was all about. Hey, I want to share this with you because it's amazing about, um, you know, uh, people who are artists, you know, working at the market or, you know, about you know, someone who's connected to the family stories at the market, you know, so uh, it was enough to get the story across. And then for Instagram, I think we did produce these videos all under one minute, which I'm not yeah. sure if that's still the Insta standard, but, you know, it has been up until recently that Insta videos could only be a minute in duration. We also created some uh, vertical format videos for Insta stories. Also, they were pretty short. Yeah. Um, and for Facebook, we also went sub one minute. It was just seen as the best way to funnel people through to the site and the longer video and the, where they could experience that on the um, market website. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure I've got much more I can add on reach without really starting to drill into much more detail on, you know, different areas of around audiences and nuances of different platforms. And um, so I think the key takeaways from the conversation we've been having would be, firstly, know who your audience is, where to find them, what platforms, try and define that right up front when you, before you even roll the camera. Um, then make sure you've got a really good story to tell um, and then package that story up in the right duration series is great if you've got longevity with that um, and then the next point would be to figure out if you need to subtitle it into different languages as well which is really effective depending on who your audience is again always critical to get closed captions made for anything that's going to be released online, not only for the accessibility of the audience so as many people can consume it as they can, um, but it just really supercharges the performance of those videos as well uh, across platforms like Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, and then I think it's probably a whole different podcast again. We might go into how to actually analyse that reach, how to know who, who, who you've reached and how to really hone in on who your demographic is. Because sometimes actually after you've done all this work thinking of who's your audience and where are they, and then you get the analytics and you go, oh, that's surprising. I didn't I didn't expect to, to hit that market yep. there. So um, analysing the results is really important. Yeah, you might be really hot on a couple of platforms, but want to branch out and try something new. And a campaign like this gives you a great opportunity. You might already have good presence on a couple of platforms, but you identify a new one uh, and you've got all this fantastic content coming out and it's going to absolutely 
launch that platform's, you know, uh, ability to grow an audience and engage an audience super quick. So think about that. You know, sometimes people get a little stuck on, no, these are our platforms and that's it. Well, you know, why not add one more into the mix and see how it goes? Yeah, you know, maybe LinkedIn is good for the market. Who knows? A lot of professionals in the city that you could target uh, who might be going there for lunch or shopping there after work. So, you know, there are so many opportunities for video and never again should we see videos not reach audiences because in this day and age there is absolutely no excuse just a little upfront planning is required and then get into it have fun make great content and you know 600,000 views in you know 30 weeks that ain't bad you know so if you're looking for results like that absolutely think about video as part of your next campaign yeah and you'll be able to reach them you will find them this is a little gem we actually found at the market for those on the podcast you can't see it it's a beautiful little telescope so thank you so much for joining us and uh, we hope you've really enjoyed today's episode and um, if there's any questions please leave them for us it's really helpful for us to know what you want to know more about and if you have been inspired please do leave us a review it really helps um, with with us reaching more audience there you go reach I, I want to finish up with a big shout out to queen victoria market qvm.com.au This place is awesome. If you're ever coming to our part of the world, get down to Melbourne and see this Queen Victoria market. It is amazing. QVM, Queen Vic market, we call it. Absolutely, you know, got to be on your bucket list. And thanks to Megan, the whole marketing team there for allowing us to be part of this and share this story. And um, if, if you want the links, we'll put them in the show notes as well. See you next time.